All right. Welcome to the Nil Nil Football Podcast. This is Lucky, episode number 13. Say hello, Danny. Hello, hello, everybody. Arrata. Arrata, arrata. So, 13 in already. Yes. We don't talk about episode 12. <laughs> if you really if you interested, haven't listened to it, it's go fine. back there and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it doesn't matter because 12 was from last weekend and we're not talking well we're talking about what happened over the weekend so i guess if you want to see what we predicted and the results that happened you would have to listen to it yep excuse my clicking around i'm still setting up our little anyway we had (laughs) quite a few games quite a few surprising results yes and there was a lot of red cards. Well, <laughs> I just want to think Portland gets a red card every match. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I guess they're going for that record. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of exciting games over the weekend, as you said. Um, plus, since the last episode that we recorded, um, the World Cup draws occurred. That's so right. We'll definitely talk about that. Which one do you want to start with, MLS or World Cup? Um, let's start with, you know, I, I, I think it makes sense to start with what happened in the MLS and we can move on to the juicy right. stuff in the World Cup. All right. I shared my, uh, my file with you if you want to see it. Okay. Starting off with the first game of the weekend, Chicago versus Dallas. I know you're watching this one. See, <laughs> this game I thought was going to be way more interesting. I... Stayed throughout most of it and then just gave up on it and started watching um, Angel City versus San Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we, but, should, we, should, uh, we should mention I, that at some point in this podcast, just uh, probably after this. <laughs> yeah, so um, I thought it was going to be way more exciting. Uh, Chicago not losing so far. They're one of the undefeated teams so far. Uh, Dallas coming off of a couple of wins. I thought it was going to be a bit more exciting. There were going to be goals. It was quite the opposite. It was like they canceled each other out. Uh, the only notable thing would probably be that Shakiri got subbed out at the 17th minute. Uh, mm-hmm. Something about his calf. Um, so that's pretty much it with that. It, it just ended up being a nil-nil draw. Nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really watch the game. I know Chicago is pretty good defensively. I think uh, they've only allowed in one goal in five games, which is pretty good. But they've also yeah, only yeah. scored five, so they have a goal difference of four. Um, so, yeah, like they have the best defense, but they don't really do anything to actually get themselves points. They are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, though. But... Um, yeah, so far all the games have been like one zero, you know, zero zero mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, um, good for them on having a good defense, but it doesn't seem like they put their attack together just yet. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Yeah. Um, and, and it showed against Dallas that it, it's like you you could see the ball moving forward, but the chances just weren't either coming often. 
before being finished. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we got to say about that match. I mean, it wasn't the most exciting. It was the only yeah. nil-nil game of the whole weekend. So, uh, yeah, and I think I had... I, 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 I think I had pointed that out to be one of the matches to watch, but mm-hmm. uh, sorry for anybody who did watch that. Yeah, I mean, the MLS uh, fixtures did slide off slow this weekend with that game. Um, luckily, moving on to the next one, banger <laughs> of a game, Cincinnati versus Montreal. This one uh, wasn't expected, although I think I imagined Montreal would win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Montreal, very inconsistent. Win one week, lose the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 4-3 on this one and taking mm-hmm. home a win. I remember, was it, you were keeping up with the score and you're saying it was like, it was 3-1 to one Cincinnati, right? Isn't that what you said at one point? Yeah, 3-1 to one Cincinnati. And I was like, oh, they're just running away with this game. Yeah, like the game was in the bag and then... Was it? Didn't you check like twenty minutes later or something like that? And that's when it was a four to three. Yeah, they were already. I think I checked. Um, sometime in the second half, and they were already four three. Yeah, so that was a crazy game. I mean, good for Montreal. Seems like they haven't been getting that many wins lately. I mean, they are, they are second last in the table for the Eastern Conference. Um. But, you know, they finally got their first win of the season right there, which hopefully is the start of a bounce back for them. Cincinnati, it was kind of disappointing that they, um, they've been on decent form and they scored three goals, but you shouldn't be giving up a 3-1 lead, Mm -mm. especially to go on and lose the game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not the first, uh. 3-1 3-1 lead we've seen slip. Yes, this is, the first three one, this is the first 3-1 lead we've seen slip to a loss, though. That's true. Yeah, the other one's only turned over into uh, a draw. Yeah, but uh, Brandon Vasquez got a goal again, so he's giving me my fantasy points. A lot of people are saying he should be called up to the national team. Uh, I would say it's a little bit too early, considering... I mean, he just matched... I think he matched his goal output from last season already. Okay, um, no, yeah, there's still there's still a lot of season to go before you can actually make some serious declarations. Yeah, maybe maybe five more games, see if he continues his goal scoring form. Then he could go to the the U.S. team. Um, yeah. Besides that, uh, Montreal, uh, good work for them. I mean, good job for them to get back into this game. A lot of pe- teams would have given up at three to one, but mm-hmm. uh, they kept pushing for it and they ended up getting the win. So good for them. Um, yeah. it's, it's a shame that we didn't watch that one because uh, I think we were more focused on Toronto and New York City and even then it was like I should have just watched yeah. well, I was watching Columbus, Nashville and then Toronto and New York City was going on at the same-ish time and I I wish I just would have watched Cincinnati, Montreal it seems like a more exciting game but yeah yeah, I want to <laughs> say that, that one apart from the LAFC game um was probably the more interesting games. Yeah, over the weekend, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Toronto. So I can't say that I'm too surprised that Toronto won. Nope. Uh, I think that the two options for this game would have been either Toronto winning or just Toronto and New York tying mm-hmm. uh, because of New York's form and NYCFC not being too consistent. I believe they've only had one win so far. And uh, three losses and one draw. So 
yeah, the outlook didn't look favorable for them. Uh, but it looks like two wins in a row for Bob Bradley, so things are starting to look up for them. I know, finally. Uh, they're getting some form together. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows how they're going to do in their next game because they're going to be playing against... Uh, I mean, we're not going into previews yet, but they're going to be playing against Real Salt Lake, who's a decent team, but um looks like they're finally starting to get some wins together. I mean, back-to-back wins. So mm-hmm. they at least got some sort of form going. Uh, New York do, City, do, huh? Do you think? Do you think it's because they're finally clicking, or Bob finally figured out what to do with the team and the strategies are working, or do you think it's because of the opponents that they were facing? Because uh, no, no, this no. one was against New York, and like I mentioned, New York has not been in the greatest form. Uh, and then the last win was against DC, and uh, DC has been like middle of the table ish kind of form. Uh, only two wins. Uh, I think it's more like they're finally clicking together. I don't think it's just a luck kind of thing that they ended up with New York City. I mean, New York City still uh, they're still a good team. Um, the only thing I will say is that you know they do get their form together. I think you should, if you're a New York City FC fan, you, you start to get worried because they're starting to them just like New England are starting to hit the bottom half of the table. And it doesn't look like their form is getting any better. Yeah, I mean, I know that you mentioned that uh, New York is a slow starter. But Mm -hmm. this slow? Well, I want to say that the CONCACAF Champions League is taking a lot of um, the focus away from the league. And they're more focused probably (laughs) about trying to win that competition. Yeah. So, okay. So you think that that's the reason that they're performance isn't quite up to par in the in the mls yeah that's what i would say the same reason is for uh, new england not having the best form but then also i mean new england suffered that defeat against pumas where they just let a three nil lead slip <laughs> so um i think that made some impact for them too but yeah i think the the they're more focused on the conca champions anyway because uh, mm-hmm. i mean they already won the league it's not like you know, if they have one bad season, it's going to ruin anything. They still have their trophy at the end of the day. Although they do yeah. have a really tiny banner, but, you know, it yeah, is what it is. <laughs> here's here's the thing. I, I think that the whole, like, we're in the Champions League is too much of an excuse. Mm-hmm. Because if you're performing like this during the league, then what makes you think that you have a chance on winning on the actual Champions League? The fact that you're saving all your energy for it, that's the only thing I would say. But their form hasn't looked good <laughs> to have me confident in them winning in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's been every week that they've been playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that there's a little bit more to look at on here. Um Maybe switching a couple players around or changing formations or strategies or something. But uh, for now, they're just going further and further down the table. I agree. Um, I think that's all I got to say about that. Let's move on to the next game. Um, So you watched this one. I did watch the first half. It was a very slow half. So Columbus, Nashville. Luckily, since I did watch the first half, I don't think I missed out on anything in this game uh, because 
uh, Columbus and Nashville. Uh, it, it was pretty entertaining the first half. Um, they mm-hmm. were going back and forth. Uh, neither team looked like they had a clear advantage. I would say Columbus, if anything, they slightly had a little bit more of the ball. I uh, know you were surprised to see Salarayan in the starting lineup, considering that he walked off injured in the last game before this. Um, I was completely shocked because apart from seeing um, him get injured and then his reaction to his injury, and I believe it, I don't know if it was, it was either his ankle or his knee. And I know that he's had issues with his knee before. So I think, I believe that's what they were fearing. It was, um, I read a report midweek that said, oh, he's going to miss like two weeks. Yeah. And that second week would have included this game. Yeah. Uh, But uh, to my surprise, he was right on the field and he wasn't really, uh, I want to say he wasn't 100% fit. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think it it reflects in the score here. Yeah. Um, I would say... It was mostly Columbus attacking. Not that they had a clear advantage. You know that the National knows how to defend pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. In the Nashville goal, it was it was the strangest one of the strangest goals. Not in terms of like anything weird happened, but they crossed the ball into the box, um, okay. and then they they had a guy in the box. I forgot who scored it, but um, they had a guy in the box, and uh, the defender covering him slipped. So the 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 Nashville forward. Uh, he was just standing there waiting for the ball to drop. He's like, all right, let me see what corner I want to pick out. And he was just like, you could tell they was going to pick the far corner. And he's like, mm-hmm. all right. And he had all the time in the world and the goalie was just watching and he just headers the ball in. And literally it's just like, it seemed like such a simple goal. It was almost like they were in the training ground. But um, yeah. yeah, that's how they got their 1-0. Um, not that it would be undeserved, I think. You know, Nashville's dangerous enough. I think they ended up hitting the post uh, a couple of minutes later, which would have been a really good goal by Henny Mukhtar. But uh, mm-hmm. pretty much that's how it stayed after the half. Nothing really yeah. happened. I think Columbus, you know, had a few dangerous chances, but they couldn't do enough to to win over Nashville. Uh, and I think that ends up giving Columbus their first loss of the season, if I'm not wrong. And good for Nashville, too, because uh, they've, They've had two losses prior to this game and one draw. So uh, you could say they've kind of had a tough couple of matches. And maybe this will get their morale going again to giving a better performance next time against uh, Sporting Kansas. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't. Also, we didn't expect Nashville to struggle so much so far in the season. But um, no, but you did. You did mention it, though. You did, did mention that since their switch that uh, the Western Conference being the more difficult one mm-hmm. uh we were looking forward to see how they were going to perform in a more difficult schedule yeah but i mean they they did start off winning against seattle which was pretty impressive but they did start off but then all of a sudden it just dipped yeah. and, and fell into that little two loss game and a draw and um i believe that those losses came after you saying it's like oh they're really great at, at defending and all of a sudden, they're letting Commentator's these curse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right. But, uh, yeah, simple win. Let's move on to the DC Atlanta game. Um, I don't think there's going to be much to say about this game because it was literally scoreless until the last minute. <laughs> yeah, 1-0. Nothing really there other than just Atlanta finally getting a win. Yep. 
Uh, Atlanta got their win in the last minute. Uh, Joseph Martinez doesn't look like he's in that great of a form. Uh, I don't know if he scored a goal yet. I think he has, but he uh, did. He scored one. Um, I don't know if it was the last game or the week before where uh, he scored it in the sixth minute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the only goal he scored so far. I think he's provided a couple of assists, but in terms of his goal scoring, we haven't seen much threat from him. Um, DC no. United. I mean, I don't really watch much of DC United. I'll be honest. I feel like he wants to like he wants to be at the form that he used to. He wants to. Mm-hmm. You can see it, but it's just not coming out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, hopefully he can work out something. I don't know what it is, but we know we all know that he's got the skill to do it. Yep. We do. I mean, that's why he's in my fantasy team. Yeah. And the next game was uh, New York Red Bulls versus the New England. Uh, that ended with Red Bulls winning 1-0 against New England. Yeah, I mean, New England, the troubling results continue. That They have not been in great form. They're sitting at the bottom three of the Eastern Conference, and they've lost three out of their five games with only one win so far. So their form is not looking great. On top of that, they're already out of the Conca Champions, so it's not like they have players to save for that. Um, so yeah, exactly. Considering how good they were last season, it's a really bad drop-off so far. Uh, yeah. and we know that they're definitely better than that. Um, besides that, uh, New York. New York actually had ended up getting uh, a player sent off, uh, Frankie Amaya in this match so new england had the man advantage but i guess they couldn't make it count yeah even even like that well it's like i told you last time being a man down nowadays just doesn't hold the same as it used to yeah uh, especially with all those like comebacks that we've seen yeah and it wasn't like he got sent off um late in the game they had you know he got sent off in the 73rd minutes he had a good 20 minutes there to try to get a a goal at least to Um, get something out of it yeah um in the end england uh, new england also ended up getting a man sent off for Mm -hmm. i mean this was at the last minute of the game it's just one of those frustrating things where a player just ends up kicking out at one of the other players Oh, it was one of those. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, do, I do. remember seeing. I remember seeing something out of that. No, that's just losing your cool, and now you're just not even going to play the next week. Yep. So they're without one of their best uh, forwards in the game. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's that on that game. Yep. Um, we'll talk about LAFC at the end of this round, but. Uh, Charlotte and Philadelphia. This is one that we pointed out that we should keep an eye on. Uh, I figured that Charlotte was going to keep keep their form from these last two games with those wins uh, and bring Philadelphia's defeat in this one. But uh, I know that it was a tough ask, and I feel like this result that we got with Philadelphia winning two over Charlotte makes a lot of sense yeah i think that's what we expected to happen i mean sure enough 
Uh, Charlotte's been playing good. They've been playing better every game after game after game. But, I mean, Philadelphia tied with LAFC, top of the table. They both have the exact same record. So, Philadelphia is one of the top teams in the conference, uh, especially considering Charlotte's not one of the best teams. Their form has been improving, but they're not one of the best teams, and they don't play the best. Uh, on paper, you could have easily said that Philadelphia was going to win this one. Yeah, that was just wishful thinking. I was really pulling for Charlotte in that one. Yeah. Uh, the, to be fair, though, remember, they don't, they don't defend as well as they can. They're they're getting a lot better in the attack, but I think their st- defending still has a lot of work to do. Yeah, no, I agree. They're they're still learning to walk. Yeah, but you know, good for them. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Philadelphia. Good. For them. <laughs> I don't think Charlotte <laughs> wanted a loss, but yeah, good for them. Uh, Philadelphia. So they're still undefeated. One of the three remaining undefeated teams in yeah. um, in the league. Yeah, uh, LA, Chicago, and Philly. Yep. Let's move on to San Jose versus Austin. So, I think I went crazy with my prediction for this game last week, where I was like five nil because it was San Jose. Yeah, at the bottom and of the table. I think I predicted four one, mm-hmm. uh, but I also remember mentioning that San Jose could pull out their tying form and just keep this to a draw, and that's exactly what they did here two to two i know so um austin ended up getting the two nil lead i believe in the beginning uh mm-hmm. and they ended up letting that lead slip i think i also want to say that san jose had a chance in the last minute to score but they sent it over the bar i think uh san jose was sending everything at it to try to get the win but it just couldn't happen so was it, was it zardes uh, who sent it over the bar oh no wait that's zardes that's i was like he doesn't play oh, uh, no. My bad. Oh, well, I mean, if someone's missing open sitters, it can only be one person. Uh, no, I mean, Columbus has two, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, true. My bad. Uh, so, but yeah, this is, this is pretty much the result that we could have expected from this. Yeah. Uh, but I think it speaks more to Austin in this case. Mm-hmm. Because San Jose, San Jose they're this kind of team who you don't know how they're going to perform. They're either going to win, they're going to lose, or they're going to come back for a tie. Um, and Austin with their really hot form that they started with two, five goal games in their favor with a couple of other wins, uh, lesser mm-hmm. and, and I believe one draw other than this one. Um, but it really shows that their form is way, way better than last season. And I don't think that they can be mad with a draw in this. Um, maybe letting the two two goals uh, come unanswered after that. But I think coming out of it with a draw, it's not that bad. I don't think it's that bad either. Although if you were a fan of Austin, I think you'd be disappointed and you'd feel like this is a loss because he ended up giving a two, giving up a two goal lead. But you know, as long as Austin's not losing, you got to be happy considering how they were last season. Yeah, no, that, and that's exactly what I'm saying. It, it just this is one draw. It's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Minnesota versus Seattle. Uh, this game, up... you said uh, was going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, this ended up being uh, two to one in favor of Seattle, mm-hmm. and um, not much to say about that. 
I think uh, Seattle. I remember watching the highlights for this game. I didn't really want to, I didn't really watch it live. Um, mm-hmm. Seattle, I think, ended up going up two nil, and then Minnesota got a goal back in, at the end of it, but they couldn't really get enough going to get an equalizer. I know towards the end they they had a chance to tie it up, but they just couldn't. I think they had to post twice, and there's some like crazy last minute. Um, goal line clearances that just Mm -hmm. you know it was just one of those games that no matter how hard you try you can't get the goal so that that's it's that's how one of those no luck no luck on their side that yeah yeah, pretty much so i I don't think you'd be that disappointed as a minnesota fan considering it is seattle um Mm -hmm. seattle finally you know getting some wins together they're starting to play like they used to um yeah, like I see Seattle, and my gut always wants to say Seattle's going to win, but that's just because I'm thinking about their previous performances, like in, in different years where they were really, really good and consistent. Yeah. Um, but like you said, they're starting to see seem like their former selves. Yep. And uh, I mean, the the main thing to take away from this game is uh, Joao Paulo from Seattle scoring an mm-hmm. absolute screamer. Uh, from outside of the box, I think. Yeah. Uh, they said from his stats that 50% of his goals that he scored have been against Minnesota. And really? Pretty much this man only scores bangers. Like, he only shoots from outside the box, pretty much. So, um, I mean, you got to feel bad for Minnesota. At this point, if you play Seattle, you just expect it to happen. <laughs> sometimes there's just a team that you just know. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Chicharito, when he played for Man United against Chelsea. Yeah, he always scored against Chelsea. <laughs> it's just the thing. It's like this is if we're facing them, I'm scoring. Just like Joseph Martinez versus Orlando. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he loves scoring <laughs> against Orlando. So yeah, um, pretty, pretty okay game. Not much, not much more to say about it. So let's move on to the next game. Uh, we got Vancouver versus Sporting Kansas City. Where on paper you would say Sporting Kansas City would probably win that game. I would say that if all of their forwards weren't injured. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big point there. But Vancouver's well, been kept Vancouver. You brought up. Right? And, yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah. Vancouver's Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Vancouver actually ended up winning this game one nil. Uh, <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah, this uh, a one goal in the seventy third minute. So not a lot of action in the first half. However, mm-hmm. I think uh, Tristan Blackman made the team of the week for his performance in this game. I didn't really oh, watch this game, mostly because I knew that Sporting, Sporting Kansas City doesn't really have a lot of attacking talent. You could say the same for Vancouver because <laughs> yeah. they, they don't score a lot of goals this season. So I didn't expect a lot of action to come out of this match. So It could have gone either way. Even though this is Vancouver's first win of the season so far, yeah. um, I think that it could have really just gone either way between the lack of attack for Kansas and just the lack of winning for Vancouver. Um, I wouldn't have given it to either one directly. Uh, so I feel like this is a fair result. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So, um, yeah, let's move on to the next one. So uh, Colorado versus Ralph Salt Lake. 
Um, I, I think we talked about this in our last episode where I was saying that they seem pretty even to me. It is, uh, out. it is a derby. I would say they was just canceled each other out. It ended up being one, one. So it's a draw. So, um, good on you for saying that. Yeah. At least, uh, you know, I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I obviously don't, I think I p- picked uh, salt lake to win. Yeah. So, uh, sporting Kansas City, let's see who scored. Um, you got Abubakar who scored for Colorado, and mm-hmm. who scored? Oh, oh, you got a PK for also Lake. So, what uh, was that Bobby Wood? No, <laughs> no, no. Ruiz ended up getting it. Uh, that looks like both goals happened toward the middle of the match, so it doesn't really look like anything happened on either side. Just does look mm-hmm. like that Russell Lake was the only one committing all the fouls in this game. <laughs> Oh yeah, they had done those. Yeah, three yellow cards. Yeah, but it looked like uh, Colorado was in more control of the game with sixty-three percent of the possession. Yeah, yeah. In terms of that, it's not another match I watched, mostly because they said they were going to cancel out, so I expected it to be a zero-zero. I mean, nil-nil. Oh my god, I keep doing it. (laughs) Uh, I would say that looking at these stats on paper, you would imagine that more than just the one goal would have gone in for uh, Colorado having 16 shots and six of those on target. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's like those FIFA score lines very mm-hmm. easily. Salt Lake could have won like 3-0 with five shots and then Colorado could have had no oh, goals yeah. of 16, right? It's one of those FIFA things. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think they're both happy with a point considering how both teams are playing right now. They're mm-hmm. both in pretty decent form. Um, let's see. They should you see Salt Lake second place, Colorado in sixth, so they're both in playoff places. Yeah, and I want to say that that's really why I lean towards Salt Lake winning this one, just because they were higher up on the table and they had a bit better form than Colorado so far. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and uh, next was Houston versus Miami, and I want to say this is just kind of. A giveaway. We both picked Houston to win. Uh, Miami has not been in any good form to give us any indication that we should imagine them winning this matchup. Uh, final score was 3 1 Houston t- favor. I didn't watch this, but I kind of just figured that this was going to be the score anyway. Um,. Yeah, uh, we definitely predict Miami to lose, mostly because they haven't shown that they play well or get some passes together or know how to score goals if Iguain doesn't score them, considering they did score a goal, but it was a PK, so <laughs> it was not providing. They're not doing much from open play. I have no idea how uh, Phil Neville actually still has a job, but, you know. I guess uh, it helps being be good friends with the owner. I was about to say, I was like, it helps being friends with David Beckham, I guess. Uh, <laughs> let me show you something. But here's wanna... the thing. Here's the thing. He said that Iwain wasn't producing. Well, that's two goals in two games. Yep. So PK he's. Is goals. <laughs> he, I know. He's doing his job. Um, I sent you a clip for a video. I want you to look at it. This is it's a viral okay. video that went along of. Um, I don't know if you saw it. But. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I didn't see this, but I'll check it out now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is he practicing? 
That's him practicing before the game. He he's missing. He's missing and he's getting blocked. Does he look like he's trying his hardest? I mean, I guess that's how a striker who got thrown under the bus by his coach shoots. <laughs> I, I guess if my coach did that I, and I was, I guess, a very good player in the past, probably wouldn't feel very motivated to do my best. Yeah. Um, but even so, I think even for the warm-ups, you'd be netting those. I know. I mean, they weren't... I don't even think the goalie was trying that hard. Not a single one went to the corner. The fact that he was hitting those shots wide on the ground, not even in the air. It looked like he was doing it on purpose, though. Yeah. Like, his his follow-through just showed that he wasn't even really aiming. He was just going through the motions just to go through it. Yeah, I know. So, um, pretty surprising. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. Though. But yeah, that that kind of describes uh, Miami's form in one season, probably. So in one clip. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: Neville can't hold anything against them anymore. He's scored already two goals. Yeah, but we we already been knowing that. <laughs> we'll have to see how they perform in their next game. Although I highly doubt it's going to be something that great. I think they've lost every game except for one, where they just ended up getting a draw. Yeah. All right, so finally let's talk about one of the bigger games of the weekend, Portland versus Galaxy. That ended up being uh, 3-1 in the Galaxy's favor. Yeah, I predicted Portland to win, but it looks like it didn't, you know, happen yeah. considering, well, the ref gave a really harsh red card call in this game. This is one of the ones I did watch. Um, is, this, is this the one with the push? Yes. So technically, been a yellow. it was a very aggressive push, but I feel like that should have just been a yellow. It's not like he punched a guy in the face. Just give the man a yellow, but he got a straight red for violent conduct. Uh, got mm-hmm. sent off right before halftime. So, it, you know, yeah, what, what kind saw, of effect I that has. Yeah, I saw a couple of clips of it. Yeah, yeah I saw a couple of clips of it, um, and I kept watching it. And unfortunately for the player that got sent off, it from the angle where the ref was and he was staring directly in that direction but from that angle his motion looks like a punch yeah it, it, even know. if it's like an open hand and a push um a la will smith um <laughs> this the angle that he was doing it from and the motion that he did seemed very much like a punch it's like he cocked it and then pushed forward at, at the player Personally, I still think it's a very yellow thing, mm-hmm. what what he did, uh, not a red. And I think VAR should have maybe stepped in on this, even though the ref did see it. But you could say it was an error because of what actually was the action. Yeah, I mean, I agree it was a yellow. Uh, I don't think VAR was ever going to get involved, considering that it was the ref that made the decision on the spot. It wasn't oh, like he was... I get involved in everything, but now all of a sudden they don't want to say anything. I know, but it was the ref, the one that chose to make that decision. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I saw it, you know, straight up, and I don't think they're going to challenge him because it was. It's more like the ref was like, "I'm 100 percent giving this man a red card." So that that gave the Galaxy the advantage. I would say before that red mm-hmm. card happened, uh, Portland was all over the Galaxy. They were, yeah. you know, creating chances. They were getting players into the box. They were shooting left and right. I think. 
Uh, I want to say, I forgot which one, one of the Chara brothers, I want to say Yimmy, um, he ended up going around the keeper and hitting shot yeah. against the post. Or actually, no, it wasn't the post. It was um, the defender slid in to block the shot because he took too long. But mm-hmm. um, like Portland was definitely creating chances, and that kind of red card just it pretty much just killed the game for them. Um, yeah. So uh, I think when when you mentioned it, I, I don't remember if actually I saw it too, but um, it kind of almost felt like the ref was just gifting the game. Yeah. Uh, it was, although I mean. <laughs> Pretty much only Galaxy players got yellow cards, uh, you know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like it felt like that, but it just didn't result to be that way. Especially with them also getting a player sent off later on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, this game started off with Chicharito scoring a goal. I think that was mm-hmm. his third goal of the season, right there. Um, and then Twiloma ended up doing uh, an own goal because. His, I want to say it was Raheem Edwards that is either Raheem Edwards or somebody else. They centered the ball in, and it was just one of those where you just put the ball in a dangerous area, and oh, any yeah, kind yeah. of rainbow and just gets um, into the box. No, it wasn't Raheem. It was uh, Cabral. Second, it was who was it? Ravelson? Is that his name? Ravelson. Ravelson, I think. Was, um, no, no, no. I think it was. Um, no, it was Douglas Costa. Was it Douglas Costa? No, no. Grant's here. There you go. That's who it was. Okay. So he put the center uh, in and it just pretty much bounced off. Yeah, it just of the bounced group. off uh, his shoulder. I think he was trying to shoulder it out. Yeah, uh, so unlucky for Twiloma, unlucky for my fantasy points because he's one of the defenders in my team. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he ended up making up for it later because he, I don't know if you've seen that goal, but he scored an amazing free kick. No, I didn't get the chance to check that one out. You, if you got the MLS page pulled up, you should be able to click on the, like the, the highlights mm-hmm. just goes, right? Uh, I but should be able to. That's why, just just take a quick look at it. It's an amazing free kick. From a defender, which, you know, you don't really expect. Yeah. And, um, even though, um, they did go down, here's the thing, like, again, Portland going down one man and all of a sudden playing way better. Yep. Because even though I did say that it felt, to me, it felt like the ref was gifting the game, it wasn't the case, but it just, felt that way to me but galaxy had already scored two goals prior to that red card um and and in the second half when they came back with just the 10 men they just seemed to be pressing way harder with uh, recovering a bit more uh i don't know what it is maybe they should just start with 10 men and then sub in the 11th later on yeah i know uh (laughs) Maybe with the maybe that's gonna be a new sub rule next year. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to start with ten? Sure, why not? Yeah. So just when things started to look good for Portland, I mean, Tuiloma scored that free kick that I told you about. Uh, yeah. Chicharito ended up, you know, getting the third and an assist from Raheem, Raheem Edwards, ex LAFC player, which was mm-hmm. uh, I'll admit it was a pretty good assist. He ended up dribbling around, I want to say, two or three defenders, and ended up just uh, 
picked his head up, saw Chicharito was alone, passed it to him. Chicharito does what he does inside the box and, you know, just put it away in the corner. So ended up being three to one. Shortly after that goal, however, uh, Galaxy ended up getting one of their players sent off. And um, um, I was going to say Marky Delgado, but apparently he only likes to be called Mark now. So big boy, Mark, I guess. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he got sent off. So, you know, finally made the game even. I would say ever since that play happened, I would say Portland probably had the better chances and was yeah. playing way better, but they couldn't they couldn't put they enough pressure. Yeah, they couldn't put enough pressure to get another uh two goals into the game. So that's mm-hmm. that's how that ended. It's a shame when, you know, a red card happens that early because it kind of just ruins the game, doesn't it? Yeah, it, I can almost put it to what happened to San Jose when they tied against Columbus, where they ended up getting that red card so early. Yeah, I yeah. believe it was somewhere in the 30th minute. Yeah, it did make the end of the game more interesting, though, at least for that one. Yeah, in particular. this would have been exciting if Portland would have uh, pulled out the same kind of thing that uh, San Jose did and maybe come back to a 3-3 draw. Yeah, but I don't think they were able to push enough. I mean, just from looking at the stats, you can tell that Portland had the slight advantage in terms of, like, the possession, they're pretty even, considering they're down a man for 20, 30 Mm -hmm. minutes. Um, They had more shots. They had more shots on goal. They had more blocked shots. Um, They're pretty even on passes. They're pretty even on accuracy. They had way more corners. Way more crosses into the box. Uh, they yeah. won more of their tackles. Look at that, eleven to two, not bad. But um, yeah, so Portland was, I would say, slightly better than Galaxy, but Galaxy was just more clinical in their finishing. So good for them. They're they're pretty good form heading into El Tráfico, right? Yeah. And um, now, speaking of El Tráfico, the team who they will face, LAFC. Yep. Ended up winning over the weekend 4-2 to two against Orlando. What did you think about the game? That's the one we definitely watched. We definitely paid attention to the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so this game I found really exciting. I'll admit that I was nervous throughout the whole thing uh, because of how well Orlando was playing. It, it was like they were picking LA apart at times. Uh, just making it all the way through and getting really close chances. Um, But it was very back and forth, I want to say, in the beginning and Mm -hmm. for most of it. Um, With Orlando, I want to say, scored the first, which was um, Pato scoring, but then it was uh, called off because of offside. And then LAFC coming back and scoring the official first goal. And then... Orlando coming back and tying it up. Then LA again going up 2-1 and Orlando again tying it up. So it was very back and forth. Very exciting game. I want to say it was probably the best game to watch um, apart from the uh, Montreal-Cincinnati game. Yeah, I would agree as well. Um, I would agree that Orlando was playing really good in the first first half considering they had the goal that was disallowed which was it was, it was a really close call it could have went either way but you know luckily ended up going in lafc's favor shortly right after that lafc ends up scoring the goal so yeah. it was almost identical too to how the goal that they scored mm-hmm. which is you know vela um all, all our front three was involved in the attack so vela did a long pass to chicho rango chicho. and chicho rango crossed the ball um 
into the box, and Brian, Brian actually scored a goal for once. So uh, I, I was surprised. I think I was just like the the commentators who were um, who were spectating the game, who thought that Velas passed it to Brian, and then mm-hmm. Brian centered it. Yeah, I, that that's what my brain was processing. But then when I saw Brian actually sliding in to score the goal, I was like, "Wait, what's going on here?" So it was surprising to see him uh, getting on the score sheet. Yeah. What I'm liking about this is um, Vela looks to be, he he's not, he doesn't look as dangerous in terms of goal scoring as he's done before, <laughs> right? But it seems like he's more taking a more assist role, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. cares more about getting the pass to somebody else to score. And mm-hmm. um, I think if I just look at our squad, how many of the players have scored a goal so far? I think it's pretty spread out through the whole team. So you got Brian scored a goal. Um, I don't think Chicho scored a goal yet, right? Uh, not that I can. Vela scored goals. Ilya scored his first goal. Uh, Bussing hasn't scored yet. Murillo scored a goal. Fall has scored a goal. So both of center backs have scored. Ryan yeah. Hollingshead scored a goal. Um. Tajuri Strade scored a goal. Opoku scored a goal. So pretty mm-hmm. much a lot of our team, we've been spreading out the goal scoring uh, duties to uh, across the whole team, which I'm very happy about. We shouldn't be putting all the all the weight of that on one person's shoulders. And considering that you know Vela's, this team could pretty much play good with Vela, or you know, if with him being in the team or not being in the team. Yeah, and that's actually what I was going to point out, that it doesn't seem like the team's so dependent on him anymore. At least not how it seemed it was going to be at the beginning of the season. Yeah, like Um, against Portland and stuff like that. Yeah, in those games, it seemed like the team reverted back to what they were last season, where pass it to Vela and see what happens. Pass it to Vela and hope something good happens. But then... um, it, what I had mentioned where they would sub Bella off at halftime or somewhere in the second half already. And all of a sudden the team would light up and mm-hmm. breathe life into itself. And all of a sudden start creating plays and passes and actually getting to uh, create chances to score. And I was surprised to see that taking him out of the team had a positive effect as opposed to what you would normally think of saying oh you're taking Vela out no that's a terrible idea why would you do that he's your main best player but Mm -hmm. it's not the case anymore he's not the main best player yeah he's a great player he's not what he was in 2019 Mm -hmm. but neither is the team anymore because they're not just depending on him everybody is is providing something and like you said, the weight is now spread out throughout the whole team rather than just him. Because you got Hollingshead moving forward. You got Elia moving forward all the time and and moving backward as well. And then in set pieces, we have Fall being really great at that. Yeah, and it's not just Vela in charge of taking the free or the free kicks. You got <laughs> Kellan Acosta, part of that too. I think you have Brian in charge of corners. So yeah. uh, where it really took the weight off of Vela's shoulders to a lot of people would say that if Vela's in our team, we're a dangerous team. But if he's not, then we're not. And I think by spreading the responsibility to a lot of the other players, we can be a dangerous team no matter what. Yeah, and I think that's a very important thing to to have changed in in the team. 
mm-hmm. um, because what you can't have the team just being one person. Otherwise, you're going to get what happened to Barcelona when Messi left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like Barcelona was only good because Messi was there, and now Xavi being there, he's changing things around. Now, especially not having Messi there, you know they're actually starting to stand up for themselves and actually play like a team, getting confidence same thing that's going on with LAFC we're getting the confidence we need as a team not having to rely on just one player yeah um so let's get back to what happened in the game so Brian scores the first goal right um right pretty soon after that about 10 minutes after that Orlando you know puts on the pressure they're playing really well um and Bato ends up scoring uh, an amazing half volley um, yeah. into the bottom right. I don't think there's much that Crepo could do about that considering how open Bato was. Um, so Bato's looking as dangerous as I guess people would say he was in Milan. I mean, mm-hmm. sure enough, he doesn't have that form as well and he doesn't have the pace that he used to have, but you can tell there's a little bit of magic there when he gets a ball. Um, yeah. So right after they score, we bounce back. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say this is a pretty lucky goal. One of the defenders tried to clear the the ball, but they ended up clearing it straight into Murillo, who was open. Oh, and he just, yeah. you know, put the ball <laughs> in the back of the net, did his little chicken dance, and we're 2-1 <laughs> up. Um, then seven minutes later, um, our boy, Joao Moutinho, yeah, your favorite, Joao Moutinho, uh, ends up being wide open again. Uh, Ryan Hollingshead didn't have him covered, and he was sprinting back to try to block the shot, but... You know, not yeah, he, no. he wasn't able to make it back in time, so Moutinho ends up putting it into the four corner as well. And that was great for Moutinho to find all that open space because everybody was concentrated on the, uh, the opposite area yeah. from where he ended up running to. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and there was a good pass from Pereira from Orlando to mm-hmm. find that. I mean, you could see that Moutinho was just waving for it, like, yo, bro, oh, yeah. am I like, I'm alone over here. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and Moutinho celebrated, but we forgive him because LFC is the one that sent him out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, Moutinho looking like a good player. Wish we kind of – wish he could have been one of the players that we kept because he looks he's, – he's turning into a really good player. He's really good at overlaps. His centers are pretty good. So, that's something we definitely could have used. But, you know, good yeah, for man. him. I'm happy whenever one of our ex-players does good, except for Raheem Edwards. He doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, it's great for Moutinho, but and I, I feel the same as you do. I wish that he would have stayed on and we would have kept him to develop him into a, a good player because, like you said, it's proving he's proving here that he definitely has what it takes. Unfortunately for him, when he was at on the team, he was very very young, and um, he wasn't really gonna have that much of a starting time or subbing in time, especially with all the other players that were being brought into the team who had more experience than he did. Yeah. But he, he finally broke into the, uh, Orlando starting team. So good for him. Yeah. So yeah, he ended up scoring that goal right before halftime. And that's a lot of people say that's the worst time for you to concede a goal, but mm-hmm. LFC bounced back. If anything, they, you think they would have made some defensive subs considering how, not great we were defensively but the only sub that happened at halftime was Ginella being taken out for Cifuentes I want to say mm-hmm. 50% of that was him already being on a yellow card but the other 50% yeah. was um, him 
not doing that much. He wasn't like I didn't really see anything from Ginola in that game. Nothing okay. special. Um, so yeah, we subbed him out. Um, shortly after halftime, about six minutes in, Ilya ended up getting us the third goal, the second shot I've ever seen him take <laughs> for the team so far. Yeah, he's a guy. That, that he's at fifty percent. He's at fifty percent. Seen him take two shots. He scored one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we were happy. I think everybody uh, in the LAFC fan base has fallen in love with Ilya Sanchez. And uh, if you're a Sporting KC fan, you gotta wonder how you guys let this guy go for free, pretty much. So um, he's so good. I I still love the way he plays, being all over the place, just magically teleporting from one end of the pitch to the other. Yeah, I mean he's definitely one of our one of my favorite players, especially when the season started after that first game. I was like, yo, this guy, this guy's something else. <laughs> this guy's all over the place. Yeah, and plus that goal was a rocket too. He just man screamer. It just That's floated in there. I know. And the goalie, you saw the reaction time on the goalie. Like it was already in the net by the time he jumped. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even realize that the first time around. It wasn't until you pointed it out and I saw the replay again, and I saw him react once the ball had already passed him. Yeah. So then the game continued. Um, there were some decent chances. I think LAFC had the potential to score two more on the minimum. Uh, I think there was just a couple chances where, like, Brian again. You know, Brian did score a goal, but he's he still has that same issue where he's losing the ball constantly. And um, his decision-making hasn't been that great. Especially, I think we had, uh, like, a four-on-two um, situation. And he ended up, when he did finally make the pass, he played it behind <laughs> our players. So, it, allowed, it gave Orlando all the time to get players back. So, And there was, was it the same one I, that I'm thinking of where he could have passed it to Vela and Vela was wide open right behind yes, him? Yes, exactly, pretty much. Yeah. So he's still got a lot of work to do, but you know what I do admire is his attitude. He always keeps trying no matter how much he loses the ball. And you know, this time it paid off because he was able to follow the play and score the goal. Um, so um, hey, it, it, it might be the same move. It's bound to work on someone. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> um, good for Brian Rodriguez. Finally gets his goal. Hopefully he can replicate that amazing goal that he scored for us against the Galaxy last season where he went past the whole mm. def- defense. But uh, yeah, in terms of this game, I think we should just go through each player and see what you think. So, Crippo, um, what do you think of Crippo? Crippo was great. I know he got scored on twice, but... Um, if you pay attention to his reaction in those is he dove exactly at the right at, at the right uh, time, but not exactly the right space. And um, it was because his, his vision was obstructive where the ball was, but he had a more or less an idea of where the ball was going. Mm-hmm. So I I'm really happy with her, his performance. I think he did great. And I believe there was one moment where he pushed the ball out uh, for a corner, uh, even though the ball was already heading out. But um, he admitted that it was his fault because he misjudged the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, it's fine. Better rather be safe than take a risk. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I would say Crippo was amazing as well. Yes, he did get two goals scored on, but I think there was two chances where definitely Orlando had two free headers inside the box. So I want to say it was off of set pieces or uh-huh. uh, cross into the box and Crippo ended up getting to both of them. So yeah. um, 
I'm pretty sure if you switch Quick it up on edit. any of the highlights, you'll see you'll see those shots where he saved. So yeah. uh, who knows if uh, goalkeepers we had in the past would have made those saves? But no. um, really, no. you know, guaranteed. No. Yeah, I'm really happy that Kripo's in the bag. I feel a lot more secure with him. Even then, I think Moutinho had a chance to tie it up at three to three uh, when it was three to two. Um, and he ended up just messing up his header that ended up bouncing over the bar, but Kripo looked like he had that covered as well, so I'm yeah. happy we got a goalkeeper like him, plus the fans love him. Yeah, I don't know if he saw, but he's he's been getting the rest of... You know how we never used to do the LAFC thing after the match on away games? Where, yeah, where yeah, do the yeah. fist pump, the LAFC, you know? Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, so um, it used to... He started doing it this season away. We we've already mentioned that, but he's starting to get the rest of the players involved too. So that's oh, really? yeah. So that's a nice little tradition going on there. That's uh, awesome. All right, I'm he, really happy to see him loving it so much. Yeah, I agree. Um, in terms of our back line, did you? Uh, would you? Any any of the defenders pop out to you? Because I don't I don't think there was much to say. Um, I don't think that anybody really like stood out a hundred percent if anybody would be murillo and that was both in good and bad um i think he had a couple of mistakes Mm -hmm. but uh i did see him a lot pushing forward i want to say in this game i saw him going forward a lot more yeah yeah, i remember that i think i think he sees fall going for a run he's like you know what i want to try that too (laughs) yeah so uh, if that's what's happening that's pretty exciting to see that he's feeling confident enough to also go for those maybe we come in maybe we become so dominant that we have a new position on the field attacking center back <laughs> yeah. I, I don't i don't know if i might be misremembering this but um what i recall is him taking the ball at one point and just like pushing forward like just going forward yeah, yeah, yeah. no he i think he tried to do a run yeah uh, but i i don't think he ended up getting a pass is what i'm saying so, yeah, yeah, like, he it, didn't have it the didn't ball. work out at the end. It, yeah, yeah. it didn't turn into a shot or, or anything. However, but. good on him to pounce. I think he was the only player in the box when he scored the goal. Yeah. So if he wasn't there, we would have maybe ended up tying this game because uh, he was the only player in that box, and he, I mean, he took advantage of it. So I think he <laughs> he's also taking a little bit more chances to try to see if he can get in on the goals. Yeah. Um, and, and on top of that, I think Ryan Halting's head uh, probably. Orlando looked a lot um, pretty dangerous on his side of the field. And I think he's got some work to do to make sure that, you know, some work to do between him, Murillo, and whoever's starting in that right center mid role um, right. to, to make sure that it's not that easy to pass through that area. Like like I said, Moutinho was left all alone, and that was Ryan Hollingshead's man to cover. So mm-hmm. he's he's got yeah, some work yeah, to do. I'm, right. sure, I'm sure Chirundolo being a fullback himself um mm-hmm. i'm sure he's gonna he'll, he'll say something i'm sure they'll have it fixed by the next game but yeah, yeah. in terms of the back line that's pretty much all i gotta say Maringo murillo i'm happy with the goal and we looked a little bit shaky defensively but uh, if anybody i would say that needs to do some work it's hauling's head and i wouldn't say it was that bad even though that we we did have let a couple of um plays go through mm-hmm. uh even though you know LA did have a couple of errors here and there. Uh, Orlando still played really well and took advantage of those chances. So, you know, kudos to them for that. Yeah. All right. Midfield. Um, we started off with Ginella 
Ilie and Blessing. Out of those three, I'd say Blessing and Janela pretty much were absent during the whole game. Usually when Blessing starts, he you notice the energy right away of him taking away the ball and stuff like that. And sure, there was a couple of those plays, but I would say it wasn't as much as it used to be. You know what I mean? And I would actually say the opposite. I want to say that Blessing stood out a lot for me in this you game. You think so? Yeah, even though he wasn't um, as active as you say, I saw him in a lot of the foul plays. Yeah. He, I um, saw him just getting smacked around every single time and just causing a ton of frustration for Orlando. Uh, I believe that at one point, I think one of the players was kind of getting upset. Uh, nothing came from it, but it was all blessing just being all over the place getting into those hard to reach places where other players just can't get in and even if it's just to frustrate the player you know he was able to cause it yeah um Ely, i would say despite his goal which i'm very happy with he's still consistent in terms of you know is able to get the ball back and mm-hmm. you know just being a calm presence in the midfield i did notice he had um Probably more than normal, a lot of misplaced passes. Uh, yes, where he turned over possession. So I'm sure he's not going to be happy with himself. We we know that he looks at tape and he tries to rewatch the game so he can improve. So I'm sure that's going to be something that's going to be focusing on for the next game. Janela, like I already mm-hmm. stated before, he didn't really do much to stand out. I mean, this would have been his no. chance to show, like, hey, put me in the starting eleven. I don't really think he grabbed hold of that opportunity. But you know, mm-hmm. plenty of games left in the season. We'll see if there's another one where he can, you know, try to stand out. Yeah. And uh, in the front line, uh Brian, Chicho, Vela. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm very happy with their front line. Like I said, on the first goal, they all combined to to create the goal. So, mm-hmm. like, Vela with a secondary assist to Chicho, who provided the, the main assist to Brian. Yeah. So, whenever you get your front t- three attackers working together to score a goal, I think it's always a good feeling because you're like, yes, it's working. It's also a good feeling for the coach because it was like, I put these players in. They're all providing for me. Even well, then, saw him throughout the game. He was just smiling. Yeah, I know. And even then, um, he subbed in Opoku, who also got the goal. So all our forward players yeah. pretty much scored, except for Danny Musowski. But he was subbed in late, so he didn't really have enough of a chance to do something about it. Um, mm-hmm. Chicho, I, I, I kind of want to see Chicho score some more goals, though. Like, he is our number nine. He should be scoring the most out of everybody. Yeah, but I feel like he plays a bit like how um, we have a Jimenez n- played in or the Rossi. Or Rossi. Or Rossi, yeah. Because we've I, always I had... Feel like- I'm mm-hmm. going to say we always had a number nine that plays as a winger. Like the front three always rotate no matter what their actual position is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like watching him play, it reminds me a lot of Raul Jimenez back prior to his head injury when he was while he was playing for Wolves. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he's playing for Wolves right now, but uh, prior to the injury, how he was always up front and always de- doing the hold up play or the same as uh, moving out to the to the wing and providing a center, yeah. uh, an assisting uh, so feel, forward is what you mean. An assisting forward, exactly. Uh, so I feel like his his play was like that, and I think that a lot of the beginning of his time at LA started off like that as well. Where even myself, when you told me he came in to score goals, and I only saw him holding up the ball or getting assists and not actually scoring, 
that was like, wait, what do you mean he's supposed to be scoring? He's not he's not really doing much until eventually he did end up scoring goals. Yeah. Um which I feel like it's gonna be the same thing here. Yeah, he hasn't really had any goals so far, but he's just getting started, I I would think. Yeah. Um so overall we're pretty happy with the team. Um, really excited about the next game. We'll go into a preview in our next episode because it's one of the biggest games of the season so far, especially with how our forms are doing. Both teams are playing great, so uh, mm-hmm. it's the first time we're gonna get Vela versus Chicharito, pretty much, which everybody's talking yeah. about. Um, in terms of Orlando, I think you guys should be happy. Like, yeah, nobody wants a loss, but in terms of the way that the team is playing, especially with how Bato's playing recently. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of positive things to take out of the match, especially with the fight that they did. They were down twice and ended up equalizing twice. So that, you know, right. it takes a lot of effort and, to do something like that. Yeah, and like you mentioned, they could have gone equal again a third time. Yeah, exactly. So I would say it's just one of those ones where they didn't end up going in Orlando's favor, but it could have easily we could have easily drawn this game against them. So mm-hmm. the pretty Pretty positive things to take away from Orlando. But overall, I think this is probably the most entertaining game of the weekend, um, apart from Cincinnati-Montreal. But yeah, uh, yeah. so that, that rounds up our MLS preview, or I mean review, actually, of the action that happened in the weekend. Next episode, we're going to preview the weekend games, and we'll especially do a deep dive on LAFC versus um, Galaxy, Galaxy, as always. So moving on, um, like we said before, the World Cup draw was announced, oh, right? Yeah. Um, lot of, I'm excited. A lot of interesting groups, a lot of old rematches that you feel like just happened in the last World Cup, but it's been like 10 years. Sequels. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this I'm is pretty gonna be excited. Inter- this is going to be an interesting World Cup just because of those matches uh, and some groups that are going on right here. Yeah, okay, so do you have the groups in front of you, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, if you haven't seen the World Cup draw, if you live under a rock and you listen to a soccer podcast for some reason. (laughs) Um, So in Group A, we got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands playing against each other. Uh, Group Group B. Oh, yeah, you go ahead. We have England, Iran, U.S., and either Wales, Ukraine, or Scotland, whoever wins on that. In those matchups. Yes. Okay. In Group C, we got Argentina, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, and Poland. In Group D, we have France. We have Australia, the UAE, or Peru, whichever one wins in that matchup. Uh, Denmark and Tunisia. Yes. Okay. Group E, we got Spain, uh, the winner between Costa Rica and New Zealand, uh, Germany, and Japan. In Group F, we've got Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. In Group G, we have Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. And finally, Group H, we have Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. So, I think we should start off with the playoff games that are still left to play so that we can, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty much have... Uh, which teams we think are actually still going to be in the World Cup because that still hasn't been decided. So Wales, yeah. Ukraine, Scotland. So Ukraine's going to play against Scotland. Who do you think would win against that match? 
So here's the thing. Uh, we kind of touched upon these games in our preview on episode 12. Uh, and I think we gave our outcomes of who we thought we were, were going to win. Um, so the first game you're saying is going to be Ukraine-Scotland. I believe I said I wanted Scotland to win. I also said I wanted Scotland to win. Um, well, <laughs> since we reviewed it... Uh... Uh, I mean, out of the three teams, I want Scotland to make it through. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like Scotland. Um, I think that Wales is probably going to be the one who has a higher chance of going through. Yeah, but uh, we're big. Three. We're big fans of Scotland um, here, especially. We're big fans of how much Scotland hates England. We're we're big fans of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, speaking of Group B and Scotland and Wales, um. We've also got England and the U.S. No, so, hold on, hold on. Wait, well, I mean, we, we don't want to skip to that. we got to go through all the groups. Okay, first. okay, okay. okay. Don't get too excited now. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Group E, we've got... Oh, I mean, Group B... Uh, group, group D. D. We have Australia, the UAE, and Peru. Um, I think I, I like said between, that... Yeah, I said that Peru is going to make it through, but I also want to see Australia because you got to see the yellow and green kits somewhere, at least. Yeah, I feel like maybe Peru's the stronger one of the three but i feel like australia can maybe pull out a win yeah uh i think i think it's it's like a 50 50 coin toss between the two and i'm sorry if you are from the uae or a fan of the uae but um i don't think that compared to the other two they have a great chance of making it through yeah so we'll, we'll definitely see all right final playoff game group e costa rica new zealand i mean on paper costa rica should win this nine times out of ten yeah i think it's kind of a dead giveaway especially with only having one history a uh, one game history between the two where costa rica ended up winning anyway for uh nil i think yeah so uh that's who we think is going to make it in the playoff games remaining all right, let's start off. Group A, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Um, who would you say would top this group? Uh, the Netherlands. Yes. Um, with Senegal probably being second. I would argue that Ecuador would be second. You think so? Ecuador plays real good, especially, like I said, they have a lot of young players in their team. They switched That's out a lot of the old ones. Play. I mean, they do still have Ender Valencia up front. But a lot of the team is young. They look hungry. It looks like there's a team. There's a great team environment. In the last uh, friend, or I don't know if it's friendlies, but in the last game they played, they tied against Argentina 1-1. So <laughs> they, they definitely have some serious talent there, considering how good Argentina has been. So, I mean, Senegal did win the African Cup of Nations and all that, but uh, I would put my money on Ecuador to make it through the second. Senegal, however, they could be one of those third-place groups that makes it through. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but hey, I gotta go with my boy Mane. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's All go right. into you know, finally Group B. You know, we know you're excited. Uh, I'm excited just because the first thing I noticed was how we touched upon this, and you said, "Oh, what if? Uh, what if we get like? No, you said." I don't care if USA lose as long as we get a matchup against England and the US wins just so that England can get hurt on that. <laughs> yeah, just so they can get triggered that people that call it soccer won a game against England. Exactly. And then as the group continued to get built, I saw that it was going to be Wales, Ukraine, and Scotland with a greater chance of a, U a fully UK group 
versus the U.S. So it's going to be a full on. Um, well, if both Wales and Scotland would make it through, then it would be a full UK versus the U.S. <laughs> Independence Day style uh, group matchup. But a lot of people still, are making this like, oh my god, USA has got to play against three teams on one match. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think USA versus Scotland. I never thought about that in my head until recently. I was like, oh, USA could definitely play Scotland in this one, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how that would go. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, oh, I know. And, I mean, USA. I mean, we haven't got to it yet, but USA England um, takes place right after Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's the oh day. It's the day after Thanksgiving. They have to win that. I know. They I, have I've to. never There's felt. No, I've never felt no. more American than seeing USA in the same team as England or the same group as England. <laughs> I've they, never taken my words back so fast until I saw this group get formed. Yeah, uh, I know I was expressing all of my frustrations on how U.S. is just so disappointing to me and how they've been playing and how I felt they were going to get eliminated from this group. Um, but forget I even said that. I'm going full American on this one, and I hope yeah. that they make it through. Yeah, I know. I'm going to sing as many of the cringy USA chants as possible, as long as it makes England cringe. Exactly. So I'll say the, the I believe that we will win chant, <laughs> whatever so, the other ones are. Um, so now looking at this group, um, I want to say that we can both agree that England should theoretically be top of the group. Yeah, theoretically, according to them, they should be top of the group. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Unless they lose on PKs to someone else. Yeah. Second place would be a mix up between USA and whoever wins in that playoff, the Wales, Ukraine, Scotland, I would say. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Sorry if we for can all get the U- that, Iran fans. <laughs> if we can get that US performance that we had going against, uh, what was it, Germany and Portugal, mm-hmm. that would be great. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, I think I'm most excited for Group B. I mean, let's move on to Group C. Argentina, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, and Poland. It's not looking good for Mexico, especially when Argentina's in their group. Yeah, and this is another moment where my brain's like, forget everything I said and my frustrations against Mexico. Uh, I'm going full Mexico on this one, especially yeah. since we're you got, the, you got the mariachi hat out already. And <laughs> yep. I know. Vamos Mexico. <laughs> Considering that uh, Emmy Martinez, when the draw came out, who's the goalkeeper for Argentina, uh, when the draw came out and he saw Mexico, he was like, Fácil, you know, easy. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Oh, so that just makes it, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. So he's like, oh, he wants, a, he wants a little bit of a match in here, huh? <laughs> the thing, like, part of me is like, oh, my God, I, I want Me- Mexico to win, but... They the also play garbage, like, right? <laughs> they're playing absolute trash. Like, you could roll in a dumpster on fire who looks better on the field right now yeah, no, but uh we're, we're gonna be biased especially when it comes to mexico we're gonna be mexico all the way especially against argentina i think mexico's got a decent chance against poland right um yeah they all, all they have is lemongolski you know and chesney <laughs> as in goal and uh was it cuba probably cuba yeah yeah that'd but... be uh blasikowski or whatever it's it's an interesting group. Um, Saudi Arabia, I, think, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea either. I think the the top three would be uh, Mexico, Argentina, and Poland. Yeah, I mean uh, the first the first uh, game for Mexico is, is against Poland at least. 
So Wait, because, first game. I yeah. thought the first game was against Argentina. No, no, it's just listed that way. Argentina plays against Saudi Arabia first. Oh, um, okay. Mexico will play against Poland on the day after. Uh, if we can win that game, Mexico's getting through. I 100% believe Mexico's yeah. getting through. Um, yeah. If, if Poland could, wins it, I, I think Mexico's going home. <laughs> yeah, I could see the Mexico either fin- finishing second or third. Yeah. So, but Argentina should be winning this group. We're going to be staying up all night. That's an 8 a.m. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm and, watching that. I mean, the Argentina one's at 2 a.m. So, yeah, Ooh, no, man, no. that's that's tough. That's tough. Okay, uh, moving on. Group D: uh, France, the playoff winner between Australia, UAE, and Peru, Denmark, and Tunisia. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that probably France should win this group. Oh, I thought we were going to say Denmark. No, Denmark. Ericsson, man. Ericsson is going to carry this. I know. I think we're all excited to see Ericsson at a tournament. Yes, it's going to be so good. Uh, uh, I'm excited to see to see Ericsson in Denmark. I've always liked Denmark. Uh, um, probably be France, Denmark, and whoever wins that playoff, right? That's That'd be the order. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know much about how Tunisia's been playing. Uh, actually, I don't think... I think that they were like the fourth best team or from the teams uh that did qualify in their region they were not the first hmm. yeah uh, uh, but yeah france should win that group denmark should get second based on the, the quality of players they have and yeah. peru or australia or the uae they should get third uh, let's move on to group e i would say this is the group of death if there was one so yeah this one's the one yeah. that stands out on paper to me because you got Spain, who mm-hmm. you know, they we we know how they play. They a lot of passes, stuff like that. Costa Rica, New Zealand. If Costa Rica gets in, Costa Rica is always a tough team, even though you know we are Concacaf. Costa Rica is a tough team. Uh, yeah. Germany, I mean, one of the top teams in the world. I know they haven't Tom been. The they weren't as good as they used up. to be since they won the World Cup, but you know, one of the top teams in the world. Japan, another one of the top teams in the world. Although I don't think Japan plays, you know, at a top top level, but they're still top of their region. So they um, might not play at a top top level, but they do play a very consistent game. Yeah, and, um, and somehow you got Minamino, they, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they, somehow they always end up putting a great performance. Um, Germany, though, it's going to be the first time that they're going to be in a World Cup with a new coach. Uh, no more Yogi Lowe. Okay, now but Hansi Flick Hansi. wins everything. Exactly. That's why I would imagine Germany's going to be, with with his coaching and how he's had his teams winning everything, mm-hmm. I would say Germany should top this. Yeah. Uh... And we don't got to see, you know, uh, Yogi Love sniffing things anymore. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Know. Nobody uh, wants to see that anymore. Yeah, I think you're right. It should be Germany, Spain. It's tough to say Japan? who would be third place. It's hard I to feel say like who would Japan, be third place. I feel like it would be Japan. As much as I would want Costa Rica to make it through, I feel like it would be Japan. I think I would want Japan to be one of those teams that makes it through to the next round in the third place position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Just so we could, I feel like Japan always needs to be in those playoff matches. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Group F. Another decent team, like group. So you got Belgium, which uh, <laughs> was number one in the world for the longest time, despite not winning anything. Uh, <laughs> Canada, who is the best in our region this year. 
uh, Morocco, yeah. and you got Croatia, um, who was in the final of the last World Cup, and who has a four years older Luka Modric. So, uh, <laughs> I don't think what's his name Mandzukic doesn't play anymore, so he retired. Uh, but yeah, Belgium should win this group considering the talent that they have. Yeah, I feel like if Canada can continue their form that they had during the qualifiers, you think they can be uh, Croatia? I think that they should be in third. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm thinking I'm going full CONCACAF, man. I'm going full bias. I'm going to go Canada number two. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that they can get, get uh, either second or third. It really depends on Croatia, I think. With the stone wall, that is Maxime Cropot? Is that what you're telling? <laughs> well, now when you put it in those words, obviously Canada number two. The stone wall, that's Mark Anthony <laughs> K. Oh, you're going back down. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're going to be, like, behind Morocco. No, um, I mean, they got Jonathan no, Davies. No. They got Alfonso Davies. You got Maxime Alfonso Cropo. Davies is coming back. Although Max- Maxime Cropo uh, is a backup goalie in this team. Oh, well, you should have led with that. I'm sticking with um, third I'm just candidate. trying to make you biased. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so far, if we're going based on how all the teams ended their qualifier, uh, Canada would have to have the better performance out of the three um and i think in this group like you said belgium's going to be the first one they have a ton of talent in that team um croatia should be second even though you don't have Mandzukic and you do have a four years older um what's his face uh it's still croatia in the end and they always put up a tough matchup yeah uh, so i think canada should finish third unless they can get the better of Croatia. If that's the case, then they'll finish second, obviously. Uh, but Morocco, it could be a surprise. I mean, I have no idea how they would do. I don't know either. I don't, I don't really keep up with no. those teams. So um, yeah. it will be an interesting, interesting group to to. Oh my god, I can't talk. Interesting group to watch. Uh, I'll be going for Canada. I uh, mm-hmm. never had a problem with Canada. I love Canada and their Maple Leafs. Uh, so I'll be rooting for Canada. I have a small hint of hope that maybe they can pull off an upset. Maybe you know get top of the group, but that's a big stretch. But I would uh, love to do it though. Yeah. So hopefully Canada could get through the next round. I think that would be amazing to see. Uh, let's move yeah. on to. Uh, uh, group G, you had Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Uh, I mean, Brazil should win that. No problems. <laughs> they should win this group. So almost like almost the same order minus switching the middle, which would be Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, Serbia Cameroon. And Cameroon. Yeah. That's how I would see it. Mm-hmm. I feel bad yeah. for the African teams. I feel like they got really tough groups. They did. They got spread out very wide in this. I don't know. Like, I know you're saying Group E is the group of deaths, but I agree with a lot of the things that a lot of other people have been mentioning where it just seems like every group is kind of tough. Yeah, which I think it's been a while. It's the most even World Cup that we've probably seen. Which it's going to look... It should give some good highlights, but... Uh, yeah. In terms of Group G, I feel like that would be the easiest one. In terms of Brazil, like Brazil should win that one easy. Yeah, I think Brazil is going to come out on top. I think second and third are kind of a toss-up. I think either one of the three can have 
any of those positions. Yep. Uh, but I would put my money on Switzerland to get second. I would, but they're also not always so consistent. Yeah, I know. But Shakiri. <laughs> yeah, Shakiri's injured and he hasn't really done much. Okay, it's not December though, so it's fine. Okay, fine. Um, I mean November because it starts in November. Anyway, right. let's just move group on. H. Yeah, Group H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. You could argue this is another group of death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, dang um, it. I want South Korea to make it, but it's not looking good. And, and I think it would be interesting for Ghana to make it too. Yeah. Um, um, so you got the Ghana, Uruguay matchup from the 2010 World Cup where, you know, yeah. Lissar has played goalie. And I'm going full-on Ghana team on this one. Yeah, we're not fans of Luis Suarez in this house. Uh, I am a fan <laughs> of Edison Cavani, though, so after that game, I go full-on Uruguay. I'm torn apart just because Cavani's so great and Luis Suarez is just a garbage person. Yeah. Um, um, Portugal, on paper, they have the most talent to win this group. Yeah, Portugal should should take this group but i feel like uruguay can also take it yeah i mean south uh, so korea south korea one, might two, be able to one whichever one of those two guys uh south korea they might be able to get away with a third place yeah they, they could get a third place because I, I think they they have a chance to be uruguay especially with son on your team he could always pull off something i mean he's we've seen him do full field runs <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but that's and a that's a big do- if i'll say and they did have that great uh, game yeah. four years ago against Germany. Yeah, and Uruguay's form wasn't that great. But uh, hopefully you can get some LAFC boys in that Uruguay squad. But I would love to see South Korea pass through, especially if they put Kim Moon-Hwan in that roster. Yeah, unless Ghana pulls a full dark horse and just ends up putting a unbelievable performance against these teams. Yeah, but I think that Portugal definitely wins this one. I'm going to say Uruguay gets second. I'm going to go with South Korea getting third and Ghana yeah. fourth. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a tough group for anybody in there. I think um, as much as I like South Korea, I feel like Ghana is going to end up getting third. Yeah, it's fine. It's definitely possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, know. yeah, that pretty much covers our World Cup preview. We'll do a more in-depth one, especially considering that we don't know who's going to be injured, who's going to be healthy uh, until the, we're right before the tournament. So we'll do a more in-depth breakdown when the World Cup does come along in November. Um, so we'll probably have a whole episode dedicated to that. Yeah, um, and one last thing before we finish up, I want to go back to Group C in Mexico. As much as they are trash right now, um, they somehow end up pulling out unbelievable performances when yeah. it comes to the World Cup. When it comes to playing teams better than them. Yeah, so... Who knows? They might actually pull off what we've all wanted to see when we actually come to the World Cup. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we see Mexico go through the next round, but it's going to be tough. Um, I forgot to say, so we did watch a bit of Angel City versus San Diego. You know, we got to support women's soccer, especially if you want to see it get better. Um, Doesn't look too hot on Angel City's side, uh, which is the team we support, naturally being an L.A. team. Um, So, uh, yeah, our uh, Angel City's defense doesn't look too hot. No, Um, but uh, Kristen Press, she's, you know, really putting everything out there. and uh, She got her first goal. goal. 
she got yeah. her first goal, so we're we're happy with that. But I think the team definitely needs to work on defending. I mean, I'm just gonna give them an excuse that they're a brand new team still working together. You know. Uh, with brand new players, I mean, you got to put a whole squad together and get them all, you know, some sort of chemistry going. And they haven't had many matches to do that, considering we are in preseason. So if you do want to be losing games, now is the time to do it. Uh, hopefully, yeah. in the next game they play, they you know they lock up the defense a little bit and uh, score some goals. Yeah, and um, I think right now they kind of have the issue that we were talking about that LAFC used to have with Vela where they're just depending on the one star player uh, to perform. Um, so I think as time goes on, hopefully they are able to figure that out and change that. And it's not just Christian Press trying to carry the whole team, uh, which from from what I ended up watching, she definitely has all the talent to do it. Uh, she had a couple of chances that just ended up not making it into the net, but... Um, I have hopes for the team. I think they should be able to turn it around. Yeah. All right. That pretty much. uh, Hold on. Hold on. Before before we wrap up, there's one last thing I wanted to touch on that I didn't mention at the beginning. Um, This is related to the Bundesliga, the Bayern uh, Freiburg game. The twelve players. Yes, the (laughs) twelve players. So Bayern did win that game four to one against Freiburg on Saturday. But I believe that if they haven't already, uh, Freiburg can launch a formal complaint and get this game to be overturned on the basis of 12 players being on the field. And I think they can end up getting a win for that game. I think I heard that they did launch that uh, complaint. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see how that turns out. But it'd be hilarious. Not that it matters because Bayern's probably going to win the league. But... Still though, for Freiburg, I believe that any win helps. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> especially uh, being a, a, they're in fifth place currently, having that loss. So if yeah, they're able to, if they're able to get that overturned and get that win, uh, for that, they'll move up. Um, well, they wouldn't move up, but they're still they'd be at forty eight points, tied with uh, Leipzig. The only reason they wouldn't pass them is because Leipzig's got a higher goal difference. But that would put them on par, so it, it gives them that battleground to try and reach that reach that uh, Champions League spot. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's be interesting to see Nagelsmann ended up blaming the referees for that, that's saying that they showed the wrong number, and that's why they ended up playing mm-hmm. with the wrong players. But I mean, if you put one player in, you take one player out. That's some easy math. Exactly. Right uh, yeah. So I mean, you can blame the refs all you want, but you at the end of the day left twelve players out there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I was just laughing when I heard that. I was like, wait, what? 12 players? Really? No way. And it would be Bayern who does that. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to touch up on that before we finished. All right. Uh, That pretty much covers everything. Join us for our next episode where I said uh, we're going to do our new predictions for... um, We we did our predictions for how the season was going to go in the MLS. We're going to edit those predictions after five games in to see what's changed... Um, and we'll, we'll talk about how, who moves up, who moves down based on what we've seen so far. We're also going to mm-hmm. do a big preview into El Trafico, which is happening on Saturday, I believe. Um, so yeah, that's, that's exciting. Most exciting game for us. So the season so far, hopefully we finally get that win in Carson. Um, 
And yeah, so it's going to be a pretty big episode on the next one. Please join us for that. Anything you want to say, Danny? Uh, no, just have a great week, everybody. All right, see you guys later. Bye. Bye.